memes and do you send each other wild memes of cats and so forth oh for sure and people becoming vacuums yeah <laughs> you don't want to know michael okay but anyway oh, speaking we, of we cats, need to actually speak, we need to no, actually no, no, no. start recording i've already started recording oh, and speaking of same. cats hello everyone welcome to episode two episode two no we're not doing episode two we're episode four four okay i know no, four, no, i lied uh, post-production Tash is here. We are, in fact, on episode 5 to avoid any confusion. Thank you. Not so this you. is our intro now, yeah. We're not going to do anything normal for All any of, of them, intro. because I don't believe in intros. Um, hello, our one viewer. I hope you're doing well. I'm here today with my cat again, uh, and then two other random people. Um, and today we're going to be talking about animals, most likely, to an excessive degree, I hope. Um, like Daisy rolling around behind you? Oh, so uh, oddly enough, right before we started recording, she was on my lap having the greatest purr session of her life. And I was thinking, I'm not going to be the guy throwing my cat onto the floor as the recording <laughs> starts because she decides, no, he's talking. That's too much attention. I'm leaving. Because for some reason, if you make any kind of like talking noise or anything, then she's like, oh, you're not paying attention to me. You're talking to other people. Gross. <laughs> <She just> leaves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's having a good kip over there. Um, yeah. So what I wanted to to talk about today was obviously animals. Um, I didn't really give too much context on what I wanted to say about animals, but basically, uh, I, I look really like animals to a bit of an excessive degree. Um, I've had a lot of different pets over my time. Uh, yeah, you also like animals, Miss Plum. I'm very aware of that. So I think uh, you and I are going to have a great time with this one. Uh, Tash, just, I, oh, let's start with you then, considering I don't think you have as many weird animals as we do. What, what animals do you want to tell us about? What do you got? What animals do I want to tell you about? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm so not prepared for this. Give, give me, give me, give me pets. What pets have you had? I have your three lifetime? pets. One of them is a 16-year-old Dutch hound. Uh, Those things live forever. No, they Small don't actually. Dogs are overpowered. No, they do. They're overpowered. They just live. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, specifically sausage dogs. Hmm. Those dogs live forever. The only dog sausage dog that I personally know that has not like lived into its almost 20s is shame my friends one as she relocated down to kzn um i think it was a week later one of the eagle owls swooped up and took it which is a very sad story wow. in hindsight that is sad and oh, she no. witnessed the whole thing happen it's not much that you can do but all other sausage dogs live forever wow really because but most most of the sausage dogs i know uh usually die at a young age um i had another sausage dog he unfortunately died because he had a stroke oh, sure. which turns out is probably something that came in on his mother's side because his father is still alive the 16 year old he's perfectly fine he's still running around like he's a newborn child uh but all his children and and the mother are all dead because Either a car hit them, or they had a stroke. All of them. So it was probably a genetic disorder somewhere. Oh, yeah, this is a very morbid thing to start this podcast no, on. I'm like really sad though. <laughs> um, it I'll, happened I'll like years you. ago. It's like three years now. Jeez. Oh sure. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. But, but otherwise, what, what other dogs do you have? Because I know you're a big dog person. But what dogs have we got going on there? Uh, we have a cross of a of a fox terrier with a boston terrier so yeah 
Her name is Krapis. And she is uh, hyperactive to say the least. Uh, we, we're pretty sure she has ADHD as well. So she's just constantly seeking attention and she has the shortest attention span you could ever imagine on a dog. You throw her a ball, she runs to the ball, she runs right past the ball and then forgets what she was doing then runs back to us and then picks up a rope. Picks up a rope afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> the... There's definitely the dog mentality if I'm going to be honest. Like, I'd love yeah. to think that that sounds very eccentric for a dog, but that just sounds like all the dogs I know. They all sound like they're cooked in the head. <laughs> I, I, I think that's the only reason that I don't think I know anyone that really dislikes dogs. Like, don't get me wrong, there obviously are people that are scared of dogs and stuff, but, like, if you own a dog, you just love dogs in general. I just feel like that's the case. Because they're all idiots. A lot of them. You're smart. You, you'll say, like, oh, he's so smart. All these things I can teach him. He's amazing. But he's also an idiot. And that's why they love them. <laughs> why are you disagreeing yeah, with me? What do you want to say, Aplon? Hmm? What's, what's wrong? I don't think I should bring up that dog into this conversation. That dog? <laughs> what dog? That dog. Oh, no. It's my first pet ever. Well, family pet. Absolutely lovely dog. Very, 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 very smart dog. We barely taught her anything. Like, when we started training her, she was a lot older. Um, and it was the time that we got our labs. And with Labradors, you cannot keep Labradors without training them because they need to learn things constantly. Otherwise, they are destruction mm. incarnate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Michael can attest. My brother's... Oh, I got stories about destruction. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but that dog was... I think, no, we never once called her stupid ever vicious perhaps stupid never i mean she would starve herself um just so that she could fit through the palisade um fencing that we had mind you there was like a mini fence in between it that she couldn't hop over because it was like garden and so hopping over that after she starved herself was like a difficult thing but she would break that test how much weight she'd need to lose lose said weight through starvation squeeze through at, at like I don't know how she timed these things so perfectly. And you know what? It's when she escaped the yard the one time to run around causing havoc in the street. And one of the other dogs decided, like, we're going to bark at you. You know how dogs do when dogs are walking fast or when people, anything walks fast, even some tin cans. That. And it's like, oh, okay. You. I remember you. And then suddenly, the owner of that pet will leave the gate open for two seconds longer than normal. There's this dog gone. There is a dog that decided to irritate her out of the yard, on the floor, and she's like, come, we're going to fight now. And it never works out well for the other dog. As she was across, it was proper pavement special, that one. But um, most notable features was Jack Russell, and then uh, she had the ears of a Sharpay. But all of that fighting dog thing came out there. She took down um, a German Shepherd the one time, I just sit there, I'm like, this is Yeah, no, she took down a German Shepherd. She took down many a dogs. Are you running a dog fighting ring? What the fuck is going on? Never, not once, did we ever, like, do anything to make her aggressive. She was a lovely dog when she was in the house. Um, It's just that once she got out of the yard, she didn't take nonsense at all. But she's also a very clever dog. Like, my mom dropped money the one time on the way to the bank 
and like it fell out of her handbag right next to the intercom outside of our gate and um my mom was like in hysterics looking for this money of course because it was fine money and everything and she comes back and there's this dog sitting full on top of this money refused to move an inch until my mom got there people tried to get what she was sitting on <laughs> to see what it was there people tried to 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 take this money and she put every single one of them it's like no this is not yours and so my mom got there and then she was like oh here you go gave my mom the money and everything <laughs> that's a good boy <laughs> girl girl close enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah in terms of dogs this animal's yeah. wild that's all i'm saying this is mm, but... the character and half. But I meant, uh, when I was saying dumb, I definitely didn't mean in the they're actually stupid, more so in the loving sense, like happy idiots. Yeah. That's more so what I meant, just to give context on that. Especially um, Teddy. Well, so let's, oh, let's, let's go to a more happy side of life. Um, yeah, so I'm in a typical uh, American household, even though I'm not American, and we are a golden retriever family, because um, my mother really likes golden retrievers to an excessive degree. So, one of our uh, golden retrievers is Theodore, also known as Teddy, and uh, it's Tash is his favorite person in the universe. Uh, <laughs> he's never once visited me at my house, he has visited Teddy instead. It is quite depressing to say the least. Um, yeah, and he's just a lovely, happy idiot. Um, but, so he, uh, as well, shame. It's, it's one of those things where the only problem with pets is they don't live forever. And it actually hurts me, it's yeah. so sad. So, uh, shame, our, our, our German Shepherd Panchos, he passed away November last year. So, poor teddy bear, he's been a little bit sad since his friend guy was gone. So, we've gotten a new little puppy now. His name is Hamish, another golden retriever. And, <laughs> goodness gracious, I've never seen someone change personality so quickly. Teddy is no longer anything adult. He's now a puppy again. He's pathetic. <laughs> it's so sad. Like, he um, will go around and he'll steal toys from the puppy. The puppy's not allowed <laughs> toys. He's allowed the toys, no puppy toys. <laughs> so we got these two idiots. One's taking all the toys and stealing them from the puppy, and the puppy's just attacking him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we got two happy idiots running around the house at the moment. Michael, um, how dare you? What? How dare what? You got a puppy and you, you didn't even tell me about it. Uh, it's very, very it's new. It's been We've half had a... a year, Michael. No, 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 no. We only got the puppy like maybe two weeks ago. It's very, oh, very new. You still didn't tell me. It's I been two gonna, weeks. I, I've been saving it for this topic. <laughs> you mother. <laughs> I also feel a bit offended because Michael, you had told me that your mom was getting a new puppy. Oh no. You just didn't tell me when. It, um. We're never letting this go, Michael. We got him yesterday. Yeah. Believe, if I change that answer, will you believe me? Uh -uh. You already said it was two weeks ago. We have audio evidence it was two yeah. weeks ago from the it, recording it, of it this. It may or may not have been two weeks ago. <clears throat> One of the interesting parts it's... about going to get for Hamish is he, uh, he was living in uh, Pretoria. And uh, interesting... Yeah. Oh, hold on. He was, okay, he was born in Pretoria, not living in Pretoria. Um, and obviously there's a... He needs to stay with his mother for X amount of time. I think it's 12 mm -hmm. weeks, or I can't remember. Um, no, it's not 12 weeks, it's less than that. But whatever. Um, so, I learned something new. Apparently, there's these things called puppy taxis. Did you guys ever know those were a thing? I didn't. A puppy taxi? So, a puppy taxi, apparently, is some kind of taxi where they load these all these puppies in to go and ship them off to their new families or whatever. And it's got calming music playing and like some kind of like things to keep them entertained and to relax them and stuff. 
and then they get uh, shoved into the most horrible containers on a flipping airplane. I was so upset. I, uh, apparently they um, rent them from the plane sh uh, shipping company or whatever. And yeah. um, when I went to go pick up this puppy, uh, you go past the airport, you go like two blocks away to this like warehouse place. And you think, oh, these puppies are going to be in the typical kennels that everyone carries their puppies to the vet and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. a little gate for them to look through and act like morons through. And then, no, it's, I promise you, it was like what you'd put fish in. It was a big metal box with holes in it. And I was traumatized. Poor Hamish must have been so sad the whole trip on the way here. Oh no. Those poor puppies. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so. And also, it was like this dodgy area. I was like, yo, I'm going to get murdered. I'm not going to get a puppy. I'm going to get murdered. This is the end. <laughs> I've got to get a puppy. I'm, I'm literally like, you know, the, the guy who puts you in his white van when he gives you candy. No, they offered me a puppy, and Michael was there. <laughs> <laughs> he got kidnapped. Um, yeah, so. <clears throat> Hamish is a sweetheart, though. Very silly little guy. Uh, uh, one problem with him as a puppy, though, is that you had him for two weeks and he's already basically doubled in size. Puppies are <laughs> stupid. They grow too quickly. It's not fair. They're supposed to be puppies for longer. It's just not fair. I, oh, I find it upsetting. <laughs> we still didn't That's get any puppy pictures. I'll send you guys some now in a sec. Actually, let me quickly get you one. I'll send it on the Discord group. Quickly. So, uh, while, while I'm finding a picture quickly. Uh, Plum, tell me, tell me a story about farm animals. About farm I love how you go instantly farm animals. You've been to my farm. I've not been to the farm, Tertius. so I want stories. I was talking sorry. to Tertius. Sorry. It's I'm, not I'm involving a farm. myself because I brought a... the topic. <laughs> it's not a farm. It's a big house mm. with a yard, and they have three cows. Yeah, we only have three at the I'm moment. I'm sorry, there's no such thing as cows in a yard. Ago. I refuse. Cows are like it's in the grass wall. dogs, it's don't like get a... me wrong, but they don't have yards, surely not. <laughs> no, that's, there's like a big wall around the area, mm. about like mm. two or three meters high, right? And then mm -hmm. inside, they just have this like little pen where their cows are. Obviously, they and take goats. them out every now and then, but... Right? Uh, every day. Yeah. Every day. But like, I, when, you, when you said we're going to a farm, I thought like, yeah, it's going to be like a full-on farm where you grow crops and stuff. I got there, it I was mean... just a house with a few cows. <laughs> and so we've had more cows and goats before, but we rear our cows and goats um, for sale for initiation that happens there. Um, and so, what, our biggest male that we had, which is a Brahman. So you know the cows with the big humps in the back? Yeah. Yeah, that's called Brahman. And he was the first cow that we got. My mom quite creatively named him Brahmi. <laughs> that one there was literally her child for the longest time ever. And he got sold eventually. Um, but sure, those things are expensive. And then with goats, as all the same thing. So we have a lot of goats. Um, very interesting story of how to deliver a, a goat baby's kid. <laughs> Which babies. I shan't be telling because I am pretty sure this um, podcast has an age restriction and that would be a very graphic description that would um, probably get us demonetized. People... But then again, yeah, we're probably. not even monetized, so it doesn't matter. We, we can't yeah. be monetized until a thousand of you subscribe. This is your annual reminder to please subscribe. Annual <laughs> reminder. <laughs> we're investigating. Um, okay, I quickly just sent in a, a picture for a comparison picture. It's a comparison of... Uh, Teddy versus Hamish. So you can see the size difference currently. This is from two days ago. So, okay, I'm going to have to put that up on the screen for the viewers. Mm -hmm. uh, so all the early listeners are 
Yeah, let's just skip ahead. Please come to our YouTube the channel. Only listen. <laughs> I, I can easily give you a description. If you want to know how big Hamish is, he's like the size of a rugby ball or a football um, with some legs poking out. And then Teddy's like four <laughs> of those. <laughs> there you go. You know how big the dogs are. <laughs> he's about four balls. So, are you yeah. sure you're not American, Michael? Gets I mean, to use anything before the metric system. He's about four balls wide. <laughs> <laughs> He's about twelve American flags. <laughs> He's not that big. Um, <laughs> but wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up. Ah, uh, uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, I will full on admit that Teddy is an absolute angel, mm. um, adorable dog. When I had the courtesy of visiting Michael. Teddy just came there and he was surrounded by four girls and he was like, oh, Teddy just came for all of the love. All of the love. Oh, yeah, and he got sure. all of the love. Yeah, so the, his big thing uh, when they were around about the time that you guys visited was uh, he'd figured out a strategy. So when, when Tash's last saw him, Teddy was just a moron. He was just like, love me, it falls on top of you. <laughs> yeah. um, there was no strategy. It was just like, hey, you better either pet me or die from squatching. Um, <laughs> So his strategy that he boy. adopted around that time when Tulia visited was um, he figured out that people get very impressed if you carry things. <laughs> so he'd basically grab his bed from his bedroom and he'd go flying up the stairs, dragging this thing, tripping on it because he's like, you know, obviously walking on the thing he's carrying, falling and dragging things and walking up and showing you his bed. And obviously everyone just goes gooey and they melt on top of him. They're like, oh my God, he's so clever. He's got a bed. <laughs> so, but yeah. then he'd also pick up his bed and take it back to the room. Although he'd be told, go take your bed back now. <laughs> yes, but he would do it. No, he's very good. Uh, shame it was uh well as of time of recording it was easter yesterday and uh yeah my, my father was super funny he found a ma or he got a massive easter egg like box or whatever and uh while my mom wasn't looking he gave it to teddy he's like no, go give it to mom and my mother was like where did this dog find an easter egg <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's brilliant and my mom was there my dad was just like no no he used his pocket money he bought it for you mom <laughs> But I'm so happy I love dogs so much and didn't uh, continue my my childhood uh, trauma from dogs. Because mm. apparently as a child, like before the age of five or so, I was absolutely terrified of dogs. For no reason. I don't know why I was terrified of dogs, but every time I saw a dog, I would go berserk. I would just go, ah, please help, please help. Ah. Yeah, so it was... I don't know when I got over this, but it was probably around the time we got our... Oh, it wasn't even our first dog. Our first dog was actually a... What's a... What's a farkont in English? <laughs> farkont? Uh, what are, what's a pig dog? I'll I don't know. Describe what, describe what a farkont looks like. You pig don't dog. know what a farkont is? The frick's a pig dog? No! Oh, it's a pit bull! Uh, no, it's not a pit bull. Oh, wait, no. A bull terrier? Bull a bull terrier, there we go. A bull terrier. Mm. Yeah, in Afrikaans, oh. it's a farkond, which basically translates as a pig dog. But we got one of those when I was young. And I think that's probably where my trauma came from, because this was a dog we picked up from the SPCA. Oh. And this dog did not like wheels. And he had this special little quirk that he would take our 
take our uh, trash bin. So here we have like trash bins with wheels, like in Europe, where you have to like lid on top of it, right? He would take that by the handle and then drag it around the yard with the like just dragging the entire like what 100 200 liter mm. trash bin just everywhere and you could still see like that dog uh was not right in the head you just drove into your own compound and it would start attacking your tires so yeah so i'm pretty sure that's where my trauma came from but i got over my trauma when i when we got a basset uh, so yes. anyone who knows how cute a basset hound is mm. with those like giant ears and those droopy faces like i just got in the car one day and then suddenly one just jumps over my my mother's shoulder and it just looks at me it's like oh, <laughs> dog it's so cute <laughs> i instantly got over all my trauma right there and it was my it's dog today. because he slept in my bed next to me and he always stole my damn pillow <laughs> This is why you need more than one pillow, mate. I'm pretty uh, sure that's where I picked it up, yeah. I'd be enough. Um, you see that pillow that Daisy's sleeping on right now at the back yeah. there? So, uh, for the viewers, she's on my bed right behind me, by the way. I don't know if I told that earlier. But basically, yesterday, I came back into my room and I burst out laughing. Because this cat had obviously squashed up a little bit too close to that pillow. And she was sleeping under it. This pillow just fall on her head. And she woke up in a panic and was like, what's going on? It was like laughing at me. This is cat sleeping under the pillow halfway. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, my dogs do these things where they will actively go under the pillow. But then sometimes they don't like really go under the pillow. They'll accidentally go inside it. You know because it has like the sleeve around it so they'll go inside the sleeve and then we'll like walk into the room they'll hear us and then go like ah, ah, where are you but then you just see the pillow go up and down like what <laughs> and then he gets stuck inside the pillow <laughs> oh shame poor things yeah your dogs are idiots they're like men though, men um... are idiots but we love them for it <laughs> oh, yeah. can't dispute it Oh, why do you want to fight with us now, Flop? You literally should be on the side here. You should be like, yeah, I'm in a dumb. <laughs> uh, I'm fighting the fact that we love them. Ah, there we go. There we go. No, but Truly doesn't like humans. It's fine. Hmm. Surely likes edibles. <laughs> That's funny, because just earlier in this podcast episode, you said I have 20 million friends. So how would I have so many friends? Yeah, you're good at lying to them. Like That's humans? all. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> You're very Do those social pubs exist, Julie? <laughs> yeah, we're getting shanked after this. It's fine. I look far <laughs> enough. You're getting shanked first. <laughs> I'm visiting you soon, Michael. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Julie yeah. hasn't actually been to my house and I live closer to her. No, I dropped well, you off. Yeah, you dropped me off, but mm. that's not going into my house. That's true. Invite me in. I'm like a vampire. I need an invitation. Yeah, I've been to Tasha's mm. house once, but that uh, is a story for another time, because that was quite the 21st. <laughs> yeah, the traumatic 21st. That's, that's a story Come for on. another time. <laughs> uh, Next podcast episode, we touch this topic. Oh, no, we can leave that one for later. <laughs> no, we I will, think we, we can have the 21st parties on that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, have you had your 21st, Tuli? Because yours was in COVID. I was on track to having it, and then the bloody matriculants went on rage. Nice. Okay. So we'll discuss that in our next episode. It next, will be linked up here or up here, wherever. 
watches the next episode will be at Tuesday's 21st. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 22, pushing 23 at this point in time. We can still yeah. go back. We can go back for the party. It's fine. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, oddly enough, speaking on that whole 21st thing, which is quite funny, uh, I met with uh, Tasha's girlfriend for the first time the other day, and one of the things she made me laugh, she was just like, yeah, I'm just never going to meet Michael. Just giving up at this point. <laughs> she like, was doing that, yeah. Uh, she's like, yeah. we have to have like, some major event, like someone dies or gets married or something before I meet this guy. It's terrible. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, so back, back on animals. No, don't get distracted. I don't want to talk. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so Tootie, uh, you, t- mm-hmm. you spoke about your farm animals and stuff, but tell us about the lovely rabbit. Come on. <laughs> oh, I want to hear weird animals. Why are you putting me on the spot like this? I, Might as well I've just tell people rabbits, from the get-go. So I will talk about my rabbits straight off yours. Might as well at this point just tell people that I worked at a pet store momentarily at least, and then we can talk about all pets in one breath. Okay. Okay, so guys, Tootie worked at a pet store once, and she really wants to tell us all about the pets, especially those lovely <laughs> birds that flew around the shop and caused chaos. <laughs> But we'll start with, because it was Easter recently, we'll talk about bunnies. Please do not buy rabbits for Easter. That is not what they're for. Okay, now that that's done. Wait, for like eating or? No, people buy them as pets because they think they're cute and they can be like the Easter bunny for the kid or whatever. And then uh, bunnies are not very good pets for children most of the time. They're very difficult animals. Mm. Yep. I mean, I like the rabbit that I have now which I had taken in from the pet store. One of the um, customers was giving away the rabbit free and I was like, thank you. Um, we, I, I don't have a good picture of him, so you won't see me anytime soon. But I had like two pet rabbits prior to getting this one, like when my younger brother and I were a lot younger and on the way to like the farmhouse which is not taken to the farm. The farm. Um, <laughs> uh, we bought the rabbits and they were pretty pretty decent sized rabbits, your your standard British rabbits, English rabbits they're called. And um, they did not like my younger brother at all. I should be glad that they didn't bite his finger off, but like they tore into him through his jeans and so they became my rabbits for a day. And then um, they got upset with me and were like, gone into the garden. And we never saw them like after that but they live underground and into like our garden we have like homegrown veggies and everything and so at certain points at the early hours of the morning five o'clock four o'clock before the sun rise if you got up and you looked outside my family's a bunch of sleepless people you would just see like herd of rabbits everywhere <laughs> and then you just hear this soft something as they run away because now you've disturbed their browsing it was the cutest thing ever um but yeah the eagle owls and everything else and i'm pretty sure people enjoy them mm. yeah yeah we don't see them sure. well um, no, you um am i more uh well <laughs> actually speaking of the whole owl thing i also lost the nerve rabbit to an owl sadly back in the day oh and my, my boy get a fix he was a, a wonderful fellow also the <laughs> cheekiest bunny i've ever had uh he was not keen to be well, he's lovely once you had him. Like, he would, like, eat stuff with you and sit with you, and he'd be lovely once you have him. But, like, getting him out of the cage or trying to catch him from the garden, it was terrible. Oh, my gosh. I remember when I was growing up, there were these lavender bushes. Oh, my. 
gosh. Yeah. Trying to get a rabbit from under lavender. Stuff my life. I just wanted to die. <laughs> it was terrible. But uh, yeah. So yeah, he he got, he sadly got taken by a, an owl. Um, when did you see it happen? Or well, when there's a bunch of fur in the garden and a foot, uh, you reckon there <laughs> might not be the rest of the the Getafix, uh Yeah. So I like to think that he, uh, as a as a druid, because you know Getafix was a druid. Um, he was just becoming more in tune with nature. Hmm. Yep, that's what happened. He was becoming part of nature. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> did you did you keep the foot? No, because it was no, a lucky we had a funeral for the foot. It was terrible. It was so traumatic. Don't even get me started. It was terrible. No, no, no. We don't even believe that lucky foot nonsense. No. Mm-mm. Um, we have two rabbits currently. They were uh rescued from like a little agency here because shame the the owners of these two rabbits they moved into like a new apartment complex or whatever. And the, they weren't allowed to keep their rabbits anymore. So someone had to take them in. These two aren't rabbits. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I've had rabbits before. Uh, maybe we were just raising them wrong. But these rabbits are wild. They're all ma- not wild in the sense of being actually animalistic wild. But they are confusing. They play with toys. They have rattles that they walk around with and play with them. Um, they're extremely confident to an excessive degree. So like, for instance, Hamish, the new puppy. Hamish thinks everyone's a friend. He's running up and wants to play with the rabbits. These rabbits charge him and growl at him. And they stamp in his what face. What the hell? Rabbits can growl? Oh yeah, rabbits do. Oh, Monty yeah. Python rabbits or something. And I, so um, there's Venus, who's this absolutely magnificent, massive bunny, and there's Ted to her little simp. Um, so Ted to is so damn cheeky. We would like here. We have this little like double layered. Um, uh, house for them and then we let them out into the garden from the house in the garden in, in whatever back there and um in that double layer the top area is supposed to be like their bedroom so we have blankets in there and stuff he will go there although first of all when you come to feed him or whatever you'll be putting food in his bowl and he'll stamp at you and i'm like you cheeky boy i'm feeding you i let you live so calm down and then you'll go like readjust his room put things back where they're supposed to be move hay and stuff around whatever no, five minutes later, you'll see this rabbit dragging the blankets out, rearranging <laughs> everything. So he's an interior designer, apparently, in his spare time. Um, he doesn't like it. Uh, then yeah, Venus is just like a madam. She basically just goes around, lets him clean her and look after her and stuff. And then she just kind of plods along. And she's like double his size and he loves every second of it. I don't know. It's just very interesting to look at. Um... <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're so interesting. They have like a whole nest of toys that they play with and stuff. And they're very interesting rabbits, but they're not normal. They're just not. I just refuse to believe it. Um, I've got another story about like weird animals that I've had. Like, yeah. um, I got, actually, I've got two really, really hectic stories. Um, both of which result in death, but oh, well, we've committed apparently. So let's keep going. Um... So, for instance, when I was... Why, why does everything... Why does every animal you own just result in death, Michael? What do you mean? Most, yeah, Michael. No, no, okay. Every animal that I've had, excluding these couple of scenarios that I'm talking about, have all died of natural causes and had lovely, wonderful lives. I mean, yeah, well, natural to the sake of nature, no matter how horrible and upsetting <laughs> nature can be. Um... The owl's not what I consider part of the nature one. I'm talking more like the lines of, you know, cancers and stuff like that, you know? Sadly, no. Fact of life. Um, but there are some that are hectic, like the ones I'm about to tell you about. Um, so, for instance, my father, he, um, 
I was very excited when I was uh, announced to be in my mother. Uh, he was like, oh, keen, getting a child. I can buy all these pets for my baby. I'm so excited. <laughs> Not realizing that babies can't play with things when they start off. So yeah. he was buying like all these birds and hamsters and another rabbit uh, and all these different things or whatever. We had quite a big garden in the, the first house that I was born in. So we had quite a lot of space for these animals. But the one that was a really bad mistake was the hamsters. Mm -hmm. So I started off in a cage. I think there were a couple of them, maybe three or four of them or something. <laughs> and they were lovely, but like after a while, my dad realized, oh, Philip, I can't keep having these hamsters in here. This is a pain. I don't want them in the house all the time. So he was like, okay, I'm going to put them in the Avery. So Avery's like the. No, no, hold on. Hold on. My dad's Avery is filled with like finches and stuff. They're the most small, pathetic little birds ever. They're not going to attack the hamsters. However. The hamsters. The hamsters didn't somewhat decide that they wanted to go and uh, go wild. They started creating burrows and hunting the finches and stuff and dragging them down into their burrows. I didn't know yeah. uh, hamsters could be like that. I didn't know they could hunt. I thought they were just fat little bears, basically. Um, <laughs> no, so apparently they was like eating or attacking and killing all my father's birds and stuff and dragging them down into the hellhole. So... It had to result in my father having to smoke these things out and get rid of them and release them somewhere because they were just ridiculous. They were just like terrible. <laughs> um, another one was uh, later on in the down the line, my father got these um, amazing birds. He had this massive cage. Was, I can't remember what they were. They were just some kind of rarer bird. Um, so one day he told little Michael, hey, Michael, please go feed those birds for me. And I'll never forget that he kept them in this little room down that side, um, a little darkened room, because they were basically very quiet, calm birds. They had to be kept in a very uh, maintained environment and stuff like that. Um, and I'll never forget it. I went in there. I fed them a couple times prior to this. There was nothing new. I opened the door. I turned on the light. And then I just heard thud, thud, thud. I walked in, I left, and I go and said, Dad, <laughs> your birds all died. <laughs> you gave him a heart attack. He had a heart attack from turning that light on. <laughs> I was in shock. I, I did not think it was possible. They just died. I, I was just, I didn't know what to do. They literally died as I turned the lights on. I was in horror. It was traumatic. Um, I think you're just bad luck, Michael. <laughs> no, 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 no. As I said, these are the horrific scenarios. That's why they're stories. Uh, I've been very successful otherwise. <laughs> but those are some really bad scenarios. I can't believe those birds just died. Um, yeah. Otherwise, my, my, so we've had lots and lots of different types of birds. Um, as I said, the finches. We've had um, lovebirds for a while. We had lots of budgies and stuff. Cheeky things. Yeah, lovebirds are horrific. They're such little rude buggers. Oh my gosh. The, yeah. Back in Johannesburg, um, we actually had a wild flock of lovebirds in the area. And they would chase away all the other birds. They would literally attack them yeah. if they were trying to eat bird feeders and stuff. No, lovebirds have no love to give. They're horrible. No. Um, yeah. Lovebirds love either one other bird or one person. Only. Any mm. other person comes near them, you're done for. Don't. Anyone who thinks getting lovebirds is adorable and every, Don't do it. Unless you have experience raising birds and being with birds, don't bother with love birds. They don't make great, especially first birds. Don't do it. Mm. Well, birds in general don't make good pets, to be honest. Like, 
for some people they do like especially parrots but the problem with parrots is they live very long yeah. they will be there when you die Most, also with parrots yeah be careful don't get a parrot as your first bird yeah, yeah they are they they like their own specific things and mm-hmm. uh, you need to be able to cater for them and don't expect any them to like anyone else yeah well like so for instance even not like often people think of african greys because those are like i think the most common at least here yeah. when it comes to parrots um but like even ringnecks like we i had a ringneck when i was growing up called tweety my father hand reared him and everything he was lovely to my father they had the best bond ever Hated me, bit me all the time. My mother, he would rip her earrings out of her head. It was terrible. He was such a rude creature. It was horrible. So he only liked my dad. Pretty was horrible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Birds have their own personality, and I think that's something that people don't understand. Like, Danny has an African grey, and Danny's African grey, Icarus, is absolutely lovely. Danny is a mutual friend. We all know who she is, hence I'm mentioning her by name on this podcast. But um, her African Grey, she hand-reared him um, everything from, from scratch. I fit him with syringe as a little barbecue. Alice. And uh, Icarus, lovely African Grey. Lovely bird. Does not like one person as far as I know. Only. But everyone else, he gets very curious, will interact with you. And if you're patient with him, you establish a good platonic relationship with him. But that's a very rare case. Mm. That doesn't happen all the time. Um, oh, the amount of times like people will go out and get an African Grey or get Conyers or something, and they're like, "No, my kid loves birds. We're getting this bird so that they can grow up and like you know be with the bird and stuff." And you sit there and you're like, "You're gonna be back in two weeks and return this bird because this is not a kid's bird. This thing itself is a baby." Yeah. I think birds in particular are very, very difficult, especially considering they're very difficult to understand the temperament. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're a lot of work. They require a lot of attention and maintenance and all that. But yeah. yeah. Uh, have you guys ever owned fish? Oh, I was going to say, that's another animal that I've had lots of. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, I've had lots of yeah. fish in my time. I, mm. I had fish when I was younger, like way younger, like mm. I think like seven or eight around there. So we had these like really tiny fish with those like big, those like big tails that, that's oh, sort of like uh, a wavy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we didn't have them very long because, well, none of us were very interested in fish, and we were supposed to feed them. I think we either forgot to feed them or they just died of natural causes. <laughs> yeah, I am I not sure. Flamed. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was a child, Mike. <laughs> I don't care. And those weren't, those weren't actually fish. my fish. <laughs> yeah, those weren't actually my fish. They were my stepfather's fish. Mm. So we didn't really care. But I've but since then I've never really understood the concept of like keeping fish. I'm sure some people like mm. really enjoy it, but to me a fish is basically just a decoration you feed. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually, oddly enough, when we I was busy trying to get my thoughts together, what I wanted to talk about for this episode. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about was fish in particular. Because I know there are fish that play. I know you can use ping pong balls to play with some of them. And some fish, like koi fish sometimes, they even like be stroked and stuff, which is lovely. But for me personally, I find them a bit boring. I don't know. Are they more like yeah. an ambience effect more than anything else for me? That's just my personal opinion. Um, they're good for movies. <laughs> oh, for movies, they're great. <laughs> um, 
the other thing I was thinking is uh, I have a lovely story about fish that I could also mention. This one somehow didn't result in death, even though it feels like it should have. Um, my, my brother and I, uh, obviously both growing up, growing up with all these animals and stuff, we are often involved in feeding these animals. And uh, one day my brother in his little toddler wisdom said, I'm going to go feed the fish. <laughs> so he went and got a chair and clambered up towards where the fish he was looking in or whatever. And I wasn't really involved. I just know that's what he went to go do. But then I heard a splash. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I remember, I'm, I'm still young at this point. I don't know what's going on. I just remember I had to call my mother because I was like, this is the world ending. Something's happened. Um, my mother tells us, she told me later down and it reminds me of the story. Um, apparently, his strategy was fish will eat what I eat. So I'll just give them what I like. <laughs> he lobbed an entire bundle of bananas into the fish tank with his What the f- <laughs> Kids are fucking stupid. <laughs> so he just lobbed the whole bunch of bananas, bananas. in there. Bananas. Hmm. This is my mother no. scooping the bananas out of the fish tank. Uh, yeah. So did you have any fish, Tuli? Nothing? No, never. No, never owned a fish. Um, so the time that we considered getting like fish for this pond that we used to have at one of our houses, it was the time that that very, very clever, very vicious dog was around. Um, and so the fish would never have survived with her and we knew it. We knew it with the way that she treated the, the birds that decided to use that pond as like a bird wash. Um, yeah. yeah. Intelligent dog, that one. Anyway. Never owned fish, but I do know quite a bit about fish. Had to learn quite a lot of fish. Just a lot. Having uh, questions like you're about fish. Jeez. No, I'm traumatized by the amount of information I picked up in such a short amount of time when it came to fish mm, and yeah. things. I know that, like, if you want to grow orchids in South African climate, as you know, isn't always humid all year round. Get yourself a fish tank. Um, Keep it indoors in the same place that you're keeping your orchids growing and you will have your orchids blooming all year round because the fish tank creates right. that humidity. Mm. That's yeah, pretty actually, smart, yeah. I don't think about that at all. <laughs> As I, say, I think the, the one that I think of immediately is uh, saltwater fish is always huge. It's such a lot of maintenance. Unflipping believe. Um, they're definitely the most beautiful fish uh, on average, but uh, there are a lot of maintenance and you have to get these insane pumps and stuff to keep everything. You're permanently checking the water and they are... Oof. There's a lot of effort for that. No, marine tanks are really, really expensive. Um, generally, like a setup, ye small, cost you in the thousands already just to get a small thing. Um, can't keep that many fish in it in any case, but coral, that's what you can keep in a smaller tank or um, can even go in bigger, bigger marine tanks. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful coral with the UV light on them because that's where mm. the marine tank truly shines is when you have the black light on them. And, um, you just need to be careful where you put it because like you said you have special pumps and stuff and those are designed for the marine tank specifically but don't be the idiot that goes and puts like a marine tank next to your pc setup because you thought it would be <laughs> cool with the lights going on salt water corrodes just don't do that well most yeah. water corrodes like yeah, people don't water a lot faster <laughs> yeah for sure if anybody who owns a car close to the ocean knows that very well <laughs> 
Sorry, but, Michael. No, no, but yeah. So, uh, I was just going to say, uh, speaking of the whole salt water fish thing or whatever, I, was, I, I can't remember the exact specifics of it, but someone, I saw a picture the other day talking about, oh, uh, yeah, if Finding Nemo was more scientifically accurate. Have you seen that one? That's something along yeah. the lines of uh, Nemo probably would have changed over to become female in order to breed with his father yeah. to carry on making more fish. <laughs> I was like, oh. That is not scientifically accurate. It's something along those it... lines. What is exactly then? Okay, okay, okay I'm sorry, mm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's that Nemo's dad would have become Nemo's mom. Yeah. And taken care oh. of him because that, that, yeah. Basically. But on the other side of marine mammals, there is one animal in particular of the entire marine world that I find the most fascinating. Can you guess what it is? Marine world. Killer whales. Yeah, uh, in the marine world. Oh, she said penguins. Is that Kill a on the penguins? I said killer whales. I said penguins I then. Killer. <laughs> Tuli was right. It's the killer whales. <laughs> Orcas in particular. <laughs> the reason why I like them so much is I firmly believe that orcas, if, if the human race wasn't here, orcas would be probably one of the first advanced species in the world. The reason I say this is orcas are incredibly smart, and not only are they incredibly smart, they have developed culture. For those people who don't know, so orcas typically swim in pods and stuff, and they have these like little whistles and hymns and whatever that they used to talk. So what we've noticed like over the years is that these things, these like little modulations of their whistles and like the short bursts, the long bursts, the high-pitched tones, everything, they are speaking to each other with language. And every pod has their own language that they use to coordinate with each other. They are actively communicating with each other and they can even communicate with other pods long range, but they won't necessarily understand each other because they don't speak the same language. The most interesting culture I've seen develop, I think it was it was either along the Chilean coast or Argentinian coast. It's somewhere South America. But there's a specific pod of whales, of killer whales, not whales, that have developed to actively hunt on the beaches. Oh, yes, I've seen that what, one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So what they'll do is... Um, Usually they'll be hunting seals. So seals are like really clumsy and stuff when they start, when they're in the transition from sea to land. So these orcas take advantage of it by basically launching themselves out of the water onto the beach and then grabbing that seal just like that. And then like wiggling itself back into the water. Now, that is something that requires a lot of experience and a lot of courage. So much so that we've also seen that to pass this behavior on, they need to be taught how to do it by their elders. So they'll actively take their, their like young ones hunting Pops. and teach them how to do it. Oftentimes they'll even use props to teach them how to hunt like that. Like it's it's insane to me how like a creature like this could just be you know, so insanely smart, yet we don't know that, well, we know a lot about them, but we don't know, like, how to, you know, communicate with them, even though they have their own languages. So it's really insane. Like, that's my little, uh, that's my little exploration of the orca, if you, 
if you'd like. <laughs> Your fanboy moment. I always, whenever you talk about like super intelligent creatures and stuff, I always like to think of if you were to give them a couple good millennia, and if they were to keep developing in the same way if we didn't exist in the world, and if they were yeah. to go to the far what they would classify as technology, and what it would look like and what kind of things, because obviously it'd be all in the ocean and so forth, or if maybe yeah. they would evolve to go out of the ocean, who knows? Um, but either way, I just think that's super interesting to think about. But then you get into your existential crisis and you start thinking about aliens and stuff, and then it gets a little weird and let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, <laughs> like orcas wouldn't be able to develop like us, where we, where like we, we are very well adapted to manipulate our environment instead of adapting to it. We adapt the environment to us, like, you know, building a house instead of sleeping outside. Those sorts of things. Like, an orca wouldn't be able to do that. I think they'd get to the point where they'd probably, like, be able to communicate with each other and then maybe, like, trade fish with each other or something. <laughs> but I doubt they'd go past that point because they they can't really manipulate their environment like we can. Mm, I, but it's I interesting think so, to think about. If you think about it over the change of time, if you think about maybe after millennia of jumping onto beaches, maybe they'll become more adapted and spend longer time out on the beach. Who knows? You never know what could happen. It could happen. You never know. <laughs> but it's just one of those interesting things to think but about. Longer than millennia, it'll take much longer than that. Well, yeah. If you're talking evolutionary scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, on my on my side, uh, well, on my thing, it was definitely without humans being involved. And it's going to be a very much different place to what we know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think you'd be under any, you know, way to even think about what that would look like. It'd be interesting. Because, like, I think mm. even, um, I don't know why we're going to planets now, but as far as I remember, um, Mars, who knows how long ago, was actually very similar to Earth, had oceans and all these kinds of things. Yeah, it's also very interesting to think about. Um, but no, no, not planets. We're not talking about planets, we're talking about animals. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um... I'm trying to think now. What if there's animals on Mars, Michael? <laughs> I mean... Well, they will be when Elon Musk gets to send people there. I'm sure there's microorganisms of some sort. I can't remember now. Oh, yeah, there's microorganisms, mm. like, everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, was... one of the things I did want to ask before this, this ends, because I don't know how long we'll end up chatting about this for the next thing. Um, I want to know what everyone's favorite animal is. Like, an animal that is not really a frequently used pet just an animal in general what would be yours because yours obviously uh, it seems you like the orcas a lot um i'm not sure if that's your yeah, favorite so, but uh well my but... Uh, that would be my favorite animal outside like my pets so mm. i guess corgi, that's corgi. that's mine answered no mm. not corgis i like corgis because they have lots of personality but i probably won't ever own one too sassy for me i can't I, uh, handle I all that bucks. fluffy personality <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tilly, what about you? You had a favorite animal? Oh, please answer first, Michael. Why? You think you like your still what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, so mine is a. I don't know why. It's definitely not an animal I could own. Um, but I love owls. Specifically, I think the barn owl, which is one of the most common owls out there, is just like such a beautiful animal. Oh, I love owls. Um, but I, def I definitely owl. could not uh, have an owl as a pet. It's, it's the same with like any kind of like reptiles and stuff. I, I get it's a part of nature, but like, you know, holding like frozen mice in my fridge and stuff and feeding them that and stuff. I was like, not for me. I don't know. Yeah. I just I couldn't personally. Um, but yeah, I, I love owls. I think they're just such beautiful animals. Um, yeah, I just think they're just That's really, really cool. profile pic. <laughs> also, yeah, it's my profile picture even. <laughs> Although my, my owl, my profile picture is actually Rowlet from Pokemon. 
which is a little grass oh. owl. <laughs> uh, he's got a little bow tie made of leaves. <laughs> um, yeah. Not coincidentally, his favorite Pokemon. It's not my favorite Pokemon. No. Uh, <laughs> our friendship has been a lie. I've never once said it was my favorite Pokemon. You did countless times. No, not once. It's very clear. You've seen a picture in my room of my favorite Pokemon. Ah, now you're like, ah, oh, uh -huh. Well, so uh, it's not animals, but I guess we'll talk a little bit about Pokemon. But my favorite Pokemon ever is Togekiss. It is, uh, if you remember Misty from Pokemon, she has this thing called Togepi, which is a little egg thing. Uh, oh, when you're down the line, it ended up becoming a flying cloud creature that looks really silly. Um, it has a little story attached to it. Why not? I'll tell it now. Why not? Um, in a, a game, I, I, by the way, I grew up as a Pokemon kid. I loved all the games and stuff. It was a great nerdy thing in my life. Um, and I played a game called Soul Silver once upon a time, and it's, uh, I remember I was like, uh, I was really struggling to get through the Elite Four or something or other. And eventually, I was like, okay, redoing my team. I'm gonna get three really strong things. And I'm gonna get through this garbage. And I ended up getting this Togekiss. I named him Beast. It looks nothing like a beast, but I named him Beast because I thought it would be funny and ironic. And I promise you, this thing was the powerhouse of that game. He literally won the entire <laughs> thing on his own. Avoid Beast. He's the reason I always like Togekiss. So, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I like that Pokemon. That's my favorite Pokemon. So, uh, my favorite owl. Oh, my favorite Pokemon. Oh, sorry. Favorite animal is an owl. And my favorite Pokemon is Togekiss. So, two flying S creatures, but there you go. Um, yeah. What about you two? So you now, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a singular favorite animal. Mm -hmm. The pure purpose that there are so many animals out there that I and I really love animals. I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of animals and nature conservation and everything. And so it becomes difficult for me to choose. It's like numbers and colors. I can't choose well, can't choose a favorite color. Can't choose a favorite animal. But if I have to narrow it down, I do the narrowing down of like water-based animal, land-based animal, and like air-based animal, which still is unfair, but still. And um, really, 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 really like elephants. Love elephants. Has nothing to do with the fact that once upon a time my surname was elephant, but <laughs> love them. <laughs> They're beautiful. They have such great memory. They move around in herds. I could talk your ear off about elephants, generally speaking. Um, did you know that like elephants go through three to four sets of teeth in their lifetime? That'd no. be quite nice, to be honest. I'd really like that. Just get a fresh <laughs> pair every couple of years. You have to really care of them that much. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. We get more money huh? from the tooth fairy. It's great. Yeah, that's great. How do you think about that? You have a monetary benefit? Hell yeah. <laughs> Actually, it'd be monetary no, as well. But... There's dentistry required. You just wait yeah. for the new set to come and knock it out and be good. Actually, yeah. Sign me up for more teeth. I'm keen. <laughs> Although, don't give me more in the same mouth, though, because I already had to have wisdoms removed. I don't need to take out more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah so i i really love elephants and um they're, they're just adorable from when they're babies even until they grow up they keep that similar personality of theirs through um very much you know their parental instincts kick in to take care of the, the calves in the um in their troop and everything their trumpets and others it's just they're 
they're wholesome, but they can also be very aggressive animals, yeah. which I think is something that I can appreciate of them quite a bit because again, you'll get a cow, which is a female elephant, charging at people if she thinks that her calf is in danger. Um, and to me, that's, that's just a cool thing. Like, okay, protection and just <laughs> lack of words. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to water, aquatic-based favorite. I like penguins, Michael, I do. <laughs> but my favorite is a dolphin. Of course. Of course, of course, right? I, can I be any more cliche? That is, that is like the most basic, <laughs> basic girl animal <laughs> to like. <laughs> I don't know. I think actually, yeah, dolphins are getting a lot of rap though for how rude they are. Yeah. They're so cheeky. Oh. Dolphins are incredibly rude. Um, your different types of dolphins that you get, depending on them, especially the bottlenose dolphin, which is the most common one within, um, well, the most one that you'd interact with or know about coming from South Africa at least. It's to the point that, like, they have orgies all the time. And That's so all, hang on, I wanted to go. I thought we were trying to stay in the age restriction. <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't didn't explain anything explicitly. If you know what it is, you know. If you don't, I'm not explaining any further. Please do not go and Google Oscar it. Oscar parents. Um, <laughs> this isn't made for kids, but it's not age restricted. It's, it's fine. We can talk about it, but we can't show it. <laughs> Basically, it's just that the um the male dolphins, also known, yeah, will take care of the baby dolphins, all of them, because none of them know who's the father. Mm. And so it, it creates this in... Uh, you know, this immense sense of compadron, um, you know, just unity and everything. Yeah, yeah. That, thank you, Michael. That's the word. Refer to Michael's word there. Um, <laughs> within the pods and everything, because you're just looking after everyone, taking care of everyone, and it, it's great. Yes, I do know what dolphins do do when they're in captivity, but hmm. I don't fully blame them. The same way that I don't fully blame orcas for taking down trainers and stuff, as well yes it's a loss of life and it's um a violation of people's privacy and stuff like that but what are you doing with that wild animal in captivity that animal needs to live in in a pot they live they're social creatures and here you've gone sure you've rescued them or whatever but it's capture and release for a reason capture them rehabilitate them and release them so that they can survive back in the wild don't keep them in captivity for human entertainment or anything mm. this is going to happen all the time mm yeah Unfortunately. um yeah i've never, I've never really speaking, been big on any of the marine like showing things or the zoos and stuff like that i i don't know yeah. i personally much prefer like game drives and stuff like that where you guys see yeah. the more in a nature setting um obviously you know it is still very much maintained i know like for instance with buck if you let them go wild there'll be too many of them and that causes a host of issues and uh the whole yeah, ecosystem falls apart hunting. so you know there's merits to everything but i do think that there yeah there's a lot of things that are not the way they should be i mean i, I was speaking on your whole elephants thing um a lot of the a lot of elephant parks and stuff actually aren't that ethical you have to specifically go and seek out ones that do actually do things as ethically as possible mm. and not just abusing them or you know taking calves and once they've you know reached past the cute point they're no longer useful you know that kind of stuff um mm. Oddly enough, uh, oh, one sad thing about elephants, actually, my parents, uh, a couple, maybe a year back or something, they actually went to one of those parks that was specifically catering to the ethical side. Um, and they were saying that uh, they take these, they all have their own, like, trainers and stuff, these people that walk with elephants while they go out or into the wilderness or whatever. And um, 
shame there was one elephant in particular who hadn't been accepted into the herd so he goes and he goes off alone and he goes and eats with his people and shame it's so sad shame yeah because uh sadly they're they're very close-knit groups elephants they're not willing to accept everyone sadly yeah the the biggest the elephant park the only like real elephant park i've been to was like the one close to pe uh well no longer pe what the hell is it called now Rebecca. There we go. No one calls it that. <laughs> no one calls it that. Everyone calls it Port Elizabeth still. But anyway, um, so yeah, this this park is gigantic. Like it has a host of animals. It has lions and stuff as well. But the the primary thing is and is elephants. This elephant park is gigantic. Like you just drive through it on the road. But I think there was like at least three or four different herds of elephants we saw just along the way. They were all like, but the best part was like the seeing the the small elephants, like just fall in the mud and then trying to get out, and then you just see him falling back in like it's exactly like a clumsy toddler would, and then mm. the mother just turns around like, "What are you doing?" Picks him up out, and they were also like playing in in the water. So there are parks like that where you can actively go and look at mm. wild wild elephants, but not. Like in, but not like fully wild, like they're not used to humans type of thing. Yeah. So there's basically no human interaction except for like feeding and stuff. But um, the one thing I do know about elephants is they tend to be hated by farmers and stuff because mm. they'll like they'll like um, trample the fences and stuff to you know, go from one place to another. But actually, that's a perfectly normal... It's not like out of like spite or anything. Like That's perfectly normal behavior for elephants. And it's actually an ecological thing that... Um, elephants trampling trees is actually part of keeping an ecosystem balanced. So if anyone knows like how the mammoths getting extinct affected like the Siberian areas, you'll know that things like pine trees and stuff they need to be you know trampled every now and then to make to make way for the brush underneath so that other animals actually have food because trees do not give a shit about anything around them they'll block the shade and anything that tried to grow underneath them well screw you especially pine trees is it pine trees a pine trees or the poisonous needles yeah yeah exactly that so that's the thing like there's also this thing that they're calling Pliocene Park, which is basically a. They're trying to bring them, reintroduce the mammoth back into the steppe so that they could, one, trample moss, because moss grows and basically engulfs grassland areas, and also take down trees so that things can actually grow and maintain an ecosystem. So it's also theorized that the. Uh, that because the mammoth basically went away, the grasslands in the Siberian area also went away because of it. Because there was nothing to keep back the moss, there was nothing to trample the trees or anything. So I'm not 100% sure if elephants have the same thing here, but they do actively bring trees down, which probably serves its own purpose in maintaining an ecosystem. So, to all those people who hate elephants because they do that, it's perfectly normal. It's it's part of their... They're not clearing the entire forest yeah. to make paper, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, clearing two or three trees to make a path, like uh, your ancestors enough. did. 
Oddly enough, I've actually seen, um, well, even I've seen in real life because uh, there's some of those nature reserves that are completely open. You're just like a house in the middle of the wilderness or whatever. And uh, we've gone and stayed with friends and stuff that own them. And I promise you, I've seen the elephants. They'll come up and start drinking from the pool and stuff. And you got like <laughs> warthogs all around them running around and stuff. It's quite interesting to watch. Um, but on the whole like trampling stuff, actually, I remember, for instance, uh, actually quite interesting to look at all these different types of like brush and stuff that goes extinct and things like that because like for instance i remember when i was in school i did a, a project on the runosterfeld which is basically uh, it was very commonly known for like rhinos and stuff would eat this type of felt mm -hmm. and things and then you never see rhinos here because well it's a thing that was Poachers. actually no not just poaching it's also just there's that specific type of uh, felt is actually going extinct it's uh, it's very very rare nowadays um mm -hmm. And I know we all actually invasive species in general also a big issue because I know that we have Port Jackson over here, which is probably one of the ugliest trees I've ever seen in my life. I don't know where it's from. I think it might be Australian or something. I'm not sure. I don't know where it's from. Um, but yeah, not a very attractive looking tree. It's got these like, weird clumps that hang off of it and stuff like a sap thing. Very interesting oh, though. Um, but yeah, oh, it's it's uh, it's it's one of those things where I suppose things just change and you can't really keep everything alive, but uh. When you hear those statistics on stuff like, for instance, in the Amazon, all the animals like go extinct every year there, and things like that, or that's what you feel really depressed about. You know, being human, you'll never even get to see these things because some dude's trying to make paper. Yeah. <laughs> make paper with paper. Or, or growing palm oil, <laughs> mm. or bananas. I don't know. Uh, it's like completely arbitrary now, but I'm, I'm remembering the other day I saw a video of how they get cinnamon. And I, was, I didn't realize it was inside of the tree. You just like cut open the yeah. tree, and just yeah. pull out the stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like the bulk. You... Yeah. Yep. Cinnamon is tree bark. I, I yeah. didn't realize. Just never occurred to me. I never <laughs> thought about it. Um, yeah, I also only found out last year about it. Apparently, it's actually really oh. bad for the people that harvest it. Apparently, it gets in their lungs and stuff. And it's, it's quite deadly. Well, not deadly, but it affects them quite badly. Yeah. yeah. Always think about yeah, where your food comes from. Hey. Hey, no, actually, don't think about it too hard. It might hurt you, actually. Maybe don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered the thing about the cinnamon coming from tree bark. It was in one of the episodes from The Big Bang Theory, actually. And uh, Sheldon's busy with his Q&A cards there. Was, I was a lot younger when that episode came out. So maybe you guys were late primary school, early high school. And... Um, uh, they were playing this thing and he was like, so if the beavers had to rise up and become your overlords, what would be the first thing to go? Like from your, your what would you eat? And so the, I think, I'm not sure who it was answered back. It was like Swiss cheese because of where they would be. And it was, you know, logically thought out question. And then Sheldon goes, bah! it would be cinnamon because cinnamon comes from tree bark. And of course they'd be using that <laughs> to help build dams and everything. And I was like, that stuck with me for life every time i saw cinnamon day afterwards i think i went on like a cinnamon no-go for a whole year because i was like tree bark really tree bark really <laughs> tree bark <laughs> yeah but uh, i'll never understand uh <clears throat> like if you remember a while back the cinnamon challenges were quite popular if you would like chuck it down their gong mm. and start coughing like that again this is completely unrated to animals why am i doing this but I'm sorry, any kind of challenge on these like stupid websites, like, and I think TikTok's the most popular one these days, but like challenges in general, so daft. There's some that are so innocent and funny, but like hey, a majority of them are so dumb. I just, I don't get why they're popular. I just, I can't yeah. understand it. Like I understand things like the ice bucket challenge, like that was for a purpose, but well, the... That's okay. So even that one, right? 
we all know it was the ALS bucket, ice bucket challenge. I assume it raised some money. Um, it did, yeah. But I mean, it kind of just fell off the earth. I don't know anything that's happened. I don't. I haven't googled what happened with ALS in the last few years. Has there been any developments in there since then? I don't know. I feel yeah, like a lot of stuff gets a short little window of acknowledgement and then just like. Well, that's that's unfortunately the reality of social media. Everyone has short attention spans now, so if you if it's not relevant anymore, then people forget about it. You know, it's also not relevant. The topic for this podcast. Let's go back to animals. <laughs> um, for this episode, but yes. Well, for this episode of said podcast, um, I can't remember what else I wanted to say. You guys are gonna have to give me a sec here. I'm gonna have to go look through my notes. Uh, you made I notes? I was so busy listing off my That's favorite animals. Was, uh, they might actually name it Go for it, Julie, while he's busy looking <laughs> at his notes. <laughs> yeah, please go and look at your notes, okay? Um, well, we got we got to air, finally. Gee, I sound like I'm doing the Avatar um, theme song <laughs> in reverse. Long ago, the four nations lived in harmony. <laughs> but then everything yeah. changed when Michael's notes attacked. In this case, it was the three categories of, of animals. And um, I genuinely love owls, like, definitely. Mm. But if I have to think of, like, my favorite, I think owls are super cool, very beautiful animals and things, very deceptive animals. And have you seen how long owls' legs are? That's what I mean when oh, I say deceptive. One of my favorite pictures yeah. ever is where they lift up the owls. You see his legs <laughs> sticking up. they got so legs for days. They look like they should... <laughs> They genuinely look like they should be on the cover of Vogue with how long those legs mm. are. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I genuinely love owls, very deceptive animals, but I don't think it's my favorite bird animal. For the longest time, I used to think it was like um, an eagle, especially the great eagle. Thank you, America. No, thank you, mom. It's her favorite bird. <laughs> and so I was surrounded by it quite often, like in pictures and things. But the more I think about it, I, I think falcons win that one for me. Yeah, same falcons. here. Mm. <laughs> Second, barely hawk. And if I could ever train like a bird, like own a bird proper, proper, I'd want to get either a hawk or a falcon. And like, I just picture myself whistle here and then this thing comes true. <laughs> And like, I know people used to train pigeons and stuff, rats in the sky, but anyway, um, I just think that like falcons, you can train them as well to do the same things, like to deliver messages and things, but you can also train, um, train them to go hunting for you. Like how cool would that be? Like instead of this eagle, I'll randomly jacking your, <laughs> your, your sausage dog or your bunny. <laughs> it's my falcon coming because I wanted to see your pet. I don't think the falcon will be that kind to the pet, if I'm going to be honest. I feel like they have claws that are a bit on the rough side. Um, oddly enough, though, speaking of that whole idea, though, I've seen two memes that relate both to that. The one was, um, you know, it's illegal to steal money from people, but it's not illegal to train crows to steal money for food and give you the money. Or <laughs> yeah. seagulls. Um, yeah, but the, the other one that uh, I remember I was watching a video the other day on YouTube, and um, the guy was talking about one of the best uh, thieves ever that basically well not thieves but like kidnappers ever they never got caught was he basically if i remember correctly he kidnapped someone's son some wealthy guy's son and he basically said if you want to get your son back you're going to have to buy this really expensive gemstone um and i want you to go to this phone box and give it to me this rich guy was like okay i'm gonna contact the police they had plainclothes policemen all around and stuff 
Oh, by the way, for context, I think this happened in China, I think. Um, and then uh, he goes into this phone booth somewhere in the middle of the park or whatever, and then he comes out and the gem's gone and he's not got his son back or anything, and they did catch the guy. He was, they were hoping to either catch, the, obviously, the kidnap himself or maybe a middleman or something, you know, or follow someone, something like that. And the way that this guy got away with this and got the gem and then hopefully released the sign, I didn't watch that far into it. But um, the way that he got away with this was inside of the phone booth, there was a pigeon, which was a homing pigeon. There was a little note saying, attached in this little box that's attached to the pigeon, please put the stone and let the pigeon out. And the pigeon flies off with your gem and that's the end of it. You can't catch the guy and you're not going to have all these policemen running through the middle of China trying to find a pigeon. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't track it. Mm, so that's how they that's got back. That's pretty smart. Mm, I hope that guy got his son back. I mean, he did pay for it. I hope he got him back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I should, like, speaking of, like, falcons, um, when I was still working in the detail, like, the somebody actually came in semi-regularly that had a falcon as a pet and he would he would bring it in and then show it to us but then the first day i saw him there unfortunately that exact same time somebody with a meerkat as a pet was also in the store and you could see that meerkat did not like seeing that falcon mm. it was losing its absolute shit these things know when they see a falcon and like i had never known that like an animal would instinctively just know that oh this is the thing that kills me because you typically don't really see the falcon it's just like gone or was it a falcon yeah it was well, I, I think meerkats in particular they're known for standing on their little hind legs watching out for things to come kill them so i think they would be the <laughs> one animal that would be like yeah oh, i see that you. is true <laughs> uh, meerkats are vicious hey? i don't Absolutely understand horrible. how people keep them as pets like i know of one person that kept their meerkat as a pet and stuff and um Chim, the person was very lovely and everything and the meerkat lovely to him and somewhat to his family anyone else however this thing would like scratch at its enclosure and stuff like you would see the claw marks on its enclosure try and dig underneath its enclosure to get out and like it's like boy you're trespassing this is my territory be gone i'm like surely surely we shouldn't be keeping these things pets right yeah i don't think they're the, yeah. the best kind of pet I've only heard horrible things about them biting people and stuff, and just like, ugh. Now, they don't seem great. <laughs> you shouldn't keep wild animals as pets in general. Mm. Oh, please tell that to the idiot that's keeping the tiger as a pet. That's very popular in places like uh, Dubai and stuff, isn't it? Where they keep, like, lions. Benoni. 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 <laughs> well. Why? Ah. <laughs> no, enough. but to make matters worse. Sorry, oh, no, Michael. You can finish your story. I interrupted. <laughs> To make matters worse about it, you know for a fact that if you're going on a game reserve or anywhere where there's going to be like a predatory feline specifically, but any other predatory animals, if you have a small child or you're expecting, it's a big no-no. You don't go near there because they, they sense like the weakness. Mm. It's a thing. How? How? In anyone's mind, not only do you own a tiger, but you own a tiger and you live right next to a crash, a kindergarten with little kids. I have heard the story now that you mention it. Now that you've said that, I remember that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. How? Wait, what? <laughs> did, did the tiger get out? 
Why I don't know the rest of the story after From what that. I remember, it was, I... A, it was a big thing where they had to take the animal away, from what I recollect. Um, mm -hmm. And it was basically a constant source of fear and loud noises and kind of things like that. Um, oddly enough, I actually did go to some kind of uh, arc of some sort where it was different enclosed animals and nature reserve kind of thing. And two, there was this one enclosed area um, where it was hyenas. And these two hyenas were apparently being kept in Cape Town here as pets. Apparently hyenas are very, very good dog-like pets, but obviously um, they met another smaller dog. Um, wasn't oh, no. as tanky. <laughs> um, uh, and they were they were very much taken away. So yeah, I don't recommend keeping stuff like hyenas as pets. Uh, not the greatest. Oh. I just realized there's one thing I've never seen as a pet. Now that the motherfucker is flying here behind me making loud noises, Harley does. <laughs> Who would want to keep one of those things as a pet? They're already such pests. <laughs> like, uh, imagine just in the middle, like your neighbor having one of those as a pet. <laughs> sorry. I, I The most clear memory ever in Johannesburg, where I would be sitting at my computer and right next to me was a window and on that roof there that guy living next door to me there was always these hardy dars there every day just going ah, ah, oh stuff me i hate them so much but yeah, so they're what's not their as mosquitoes i'm sorry that's the worst animal yeah. i don't care <laughs> i hate them yeah mosquitoes are by far the worst but what's a what's a hardy die in english again it's something like a a guinea fowl or something no wait the guinea fowl is no a, no 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 is a, tarantala, is a tarantala. <laughs> I, I've definitely um, looked this up previously. Hardy dog is hardy dog. Uh, it's, it's definitely a South African globally used term. Yeah. I think it has a scientific name. I can quickly look. It's um, a hardy dog. Anyone who's ever been in South Africa has heard the hardy dog at least once. Tell me you're South African without telling me you're South African. Bubuzela. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say the, the scientific name is Hadada <laughs> Ibis. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. I definitely, I, it. it does have another name. I just I can't define it on a quick note. Um, but yeah, stuff, stuff mosquitoes though. That's the worst animal. I'm sorry. I just I hate them so much. Yeah, South Africa has a few iconic animals like, uh, well, the big five, of course. So that would be the ones everyone knows. And then there's the Hadida. <laughs> You didn't name the big five. I was like waiting to count, and then you just went. I was like, oh, "Go, okay. go, name them, Julie." I'm putting you on the spot. It's a lion. It's a cheetah. It's an elephant. It's the rhino, and I don't remember the fifth one. I always forget one. Can I repeat them for me, quickly? Oh, buffalo. Uh, ah, buffalo. Well done. Yeah, it's on a hundred rand. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I remember them normally. It's it's because it's on well on our money mm. so before we got man uh randellas which is when uh, former president nelson mandela came onto our currency we just had the big five and like some you know yeah apartheid symbol on the other side which is a historical landmark i get it and then they switched it over you know commemoration of nelson mandela and then we got the the mandela uh, the randellas as were mm. informally called but um so yeah i've so, never heard that term uh, who called them the randellas I just missed that part <laughs> of our life. Did you know that, Ash? Yes. Oh, I'm just in a, under a rock. Okay, ignore me. I was just like, that sounds really clever. I was like, that sounds impressive. That's cool. But who does that? <laughs> I was just curious. Okay, cool. Carry on. Sorry. 
Yeah, so like the, the buffalo is on, uh, the water buffalo is on the 100 rand here. Guys, you're going to need to correct me if I'm wrong in these things, please. Yes, there you go. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, precious. Maybe read the serial and numbers, then... use them for something, I don't know. <laughs> what do you use the serial numbers for to see if it's real? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Just figure it out. Then the, um, the lion is on the 50 rand. Yep. <laughs> do you want one of I refuse, you did not. I don't have a 10 rand, no. The cheetah's on the 200. I, I don't rand. have that either. Hold on, I think I have a 10 rand. Yeah, so cheetah's on the 200. It's like, a, it's a coppery brown note. Yeah. yeah. Um, Elephant's on the 20. Na- Elephant is on the like, 20. Anyone like with so. the 20? There we go, brown. There we go. And then, uh, what's on the 10, Michael? It's, it's the a- rider. So for the audio only listeners, we are showing it. We're showing our money. Um, If if you don't want to go look at the podcast, just Google South African money. Uh, We have pretty colorful money, which is something that isn't isn't very common around the world. If only it had value. Yeah, growing up, I thought it it was like a common thing for money to be like color coded and everything, but no, it's apparently not. Y'all are boring. It's quite accurate that you use y'all there because it's only America that has plain green money. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was in Thailand and um, my friend Paul was buying this little trinket at one of the stores that we went into and she thought she had bought her purse with her. And she pulls out this pink note because that's the 100 baht note that they have there. And she was about to pay for it and she stopped and she's like, oh wait, this is 50 rand note. So it was the exact same color. And she was like, but if you do the exchange rate, it's worth the same. So, um, because of the exchange rate at the time. And so this guy was like looking at this and he, on his desk, he has money from around the world and it's all different color, except Mm. for the dollars. (laughs) Green. All of them. Green. Why, guys? Why? Yeah, the only reason, the only reason that, uh, that like stood out to me one time was when, um, Americans, when we were doing the project with the Penn State people. Um, mm-hmm. in when I was still in university so they came over from Penn State University and then we talked about it and it's like why is your money so colorful and it's like wait your money oh yeah your money isn't your money's boring <laughs> 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 but it's it's really strange to think about that you know we would have color coded money but then other people don't hmm I remember also that. speaking of money and I think of UK money isn't it like all like reds and blue I must remember that's no. like purples and reds and oranges so it's all similar <laughs> color code but not they're all different though yeah, okay. yeah at least they got some good. variety <laughs> no, I was gonna say that also other animals that exist on our money are like the springbuck on on our Turan Turan coin Ah, uh, wait, hold on. Let me check. I have I have small change. I might have a two rand. I here. definitely have a two rand. Do you want me to go get a two rand? <laughs> I have a five rand, a 20 oh. cent. Our five rands are hold also on. pretty colorful because it's... Ah, uh, here's a two one. rand. Oh, cool. I don't have to get mine. Thank yeah, you. so we have a... It's a dekudu. Uh, focus, you bastard. Put, put your hand behind it. it. Uh, good point. It did not that focus didn't at all. It was the worst case all. scenario. Yeah, this... but we can sort of see. Uh, it's fine. I can yeah, Google I'll... it. Who cares? Stop it. I'll just yeah. I'll just put it on the screen, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a kudu because the the yeah. antlers bend, not the springbuck. My bad. Yeah, springbucks um, on the one rand. Mm-mm. There we go. 
bring back to the one rand and then on our sins they have the flowers mm. yeah the natural yeah, flowers which is pretty cool um yeah, I just think that's that's so cool that we've incorporated like the big five into our money, our national animals as well. Except we don't see the Kaoyun, which is like our national uh, fish on any of them. Yeah, but, but nobody cares about our fish national ugly. fish. It's... <laughs> Honestly, no, that I'd fish is ugly. I don't blame them. until you mentioned it now. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the blue crane. Also, the blue yeah, crane doesn't one, really yeah. appear on them. Yeah, there's the blue crane. It's the Kaoyun, our national fish. Um, it's the real yellowwood which is the national tree mm. and then it's the king protea as the national flower and then we have our flag and our anthem sorry if i look like i'm leaning down to the side uh, visual viewers uh, it's because i'm stroking daisy she's comfortable <laughs> bring her into <laughs> camera man if if daisy's near you she needs to be in camera look, I'll, I'll give you a little look but she's a scream oh daisy look up uh, just look up uh, will we catch it on will yeah, we catch yeah. it on the mic Get out there. oh no, she no, was so. We she's not chuffed. She's like, you've done the worst possible thing to me. <laughs> How dare <laughs> you so touch mean. me? <laughs> How dare you touch me in the lifting sense? <laughs> I'm fine to be tickled, but nothing else. <laughs> Wait, so is is the secretary bird like a national something? I don't a think symbol? it's a national something, but it is, you know, a native bird. Yeah, the secretary bird is like a badass bird. Like, imagine a bird just like walking up to a snake and then just bashing its head in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what the secretary bird does. What is that bird that literally looks like a dinosaur? I remember now. Like, secretary bird's cool, but like, there's that dinosaur bird. What is that thing? Isn't that the one that's in Australia? The 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 one with the, like, giant bill that makes, like, yes, that, like, claps together? Yeah, it's terrifying sounding thing, yeah. Yo, I can't even... Is it, like, a shoe bill or something? It's a shoe bill no? stalk. Well done. Good guess. Yeah, you found that very quickly. That was unbelievable, Tash. It's well done. No, I just had that. Was... Working on, on overdrive. <laughs> yeah, geez. Well, no, the only reason I remember the shoe bill is because just how they walk and how terrifying they look. Not to mention that when they clap their jaw together, mm. it sounds like gunshots. Well, that's a scary bird. That is yeah. terrifying. Jeez. Very, um, a very adequate sound in South Africa. <laughs> it <laughs> Just keep one in. as a pet <laughs> to deter crime instantly. Yeah, as I was gonna say, with all the, the jokes about South Africans, like, oh, do you ride lines and stuff? I reckon we have a lot less crime if we did ride lines. <laughs> ah, man. Your next neighbor stole your We'd pet lion. We have a lot less people as well. Um, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Oh, one sec. Yeah, well yeah anyway um mm -hmm. so i yeah. like birds oh would you ever keep a reptile as a pet mm, maybe like a bearded dragon yes beardies huh? yeah oh, everyone uh, likes bearded dragons i well, think bearded everyone, dragons are really but, cool yeah. but uh i don't know at least for like for instance snakes i don't know not for me at all um mm. as far as i know they're like the, the animal that is least likely to show any love ever like it would literally any other animal you could you could somehow relate it to love where you'd say like oh it might defend you or show some affection to you but like i think snakes they're just like food cheers mate i hope you don't die <laughs> have you heard of the the many stories and this has happened more than once for it to become an actual thing guys don't let your snake just casually sleep next oh, to you <laughs> like oh, except yeah. for perhaps like a ball python because ball pythons like stay i have tiny hands so when it's a very, very baby one, it will stay in the palm of your hand and then it grows to about like maybe not even fill up both of my hands. 
that's a ball python and he lives its life in a ball um so visual listeners someone... um if you are trying to relate that to more real life size if that's with her hands it'd probably be like this size then i reckon yeah yeah visual only listeners look this size you best Visual i'm only. sorry i will defend visual, you it's it's included. the size of a hand it's the size okay. of a hand and then i mean it's full grown it's the size of two hands I, next to each other I'm, there I'm you just, go no, i'm just trying to make a joke about two being small i'm sorry that's the joke i was so making i've had to measure my hands before because of cue cards and public speaking so um picture about a box that's six centimeters by six centimeters and then draw a circle in that and that's the size of a baby ball python and then you would extrapolate that times two on both sides um and that's about the size that it grows when it's larger hopefully that helps all your only listeners (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome i'm trying to be useful okay and trying to help the audio only listeners hopefully you're good at math um of course they are it's that's obviously what? 10 meters big. Obviously, that's what I've deducted. <laughs> it's 22 yeah. foot Also, why are you asking like, as if there's multiple viewers? Oh, one viewer is very appreciative. They love what we've done for them. Okay, yeah, but the other listener. So it's one viewer on YouTube and one listener on Spotify. No, no, unless no, that, you, that, we have that a viewer, dedicated... Special shout out to well. our two fans. <laughs> AKA my girlfriend and then John. <laughs> one person who has left a comment ever. <laughs> oh, no. We have one viewer on the internet and the fan behind me. Oh, <laughs> you just had to go oh, make wait, a dad joke. Yeah, you too. That's <laughs> on your side as well. But there's two. two fans. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. That's my girlfriend. We're so. We're so... <laughs> you know, when she listens to this, I am not going to hear the end of it. Uh, that's gonna be hilarious. Say, I we're love so it. exclusive. We get to ha- we show our fans on the podcast. How nice are we? <laughs> I love how you each have a fan, and I'm just your on my own. I'm I'm glad the audio cut out there. That's out while she was singing. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, it looks that like we perfect. edited that or something. That is uh, so yes, rough. that's amazing. Oh, I'm no. totally uh, I'm totally not going to like go text to speech over that. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> She's so alone, even her voice left. (laughs) (laughs) You know what what animal, like, you grow up, like, really being afraid of, but then rarely ever see? It's a scorpion. When's the last time you, you, like, see a scorpion just out? Just out in the wilderness? Oh, December. Oh, you both were there. No, no, I wasn't there for whatever she's talking about, but uh, recently... Someone was telling me they had a scorpion in their shoe, and they were like, <laughs> "So, yeah. um, that's, I don't that's see a common them thing myself, but I hear about them frequently enough." Uh, Tilly, what happened to you? What did you see in this? Oh no, I was house sitting for a friend that you guys know. I generally do that in the December holidays. Very lovely people, love them so much, and they'd warned me the first time that I house sat for them that there's scorpions in the area, and I should take care and always wear my shoes. And I'm like, "Yeah, I always wear my shoes all the time, right?" And I never saw a single scorpion that entire time. And so um, I was house-sitting this time and I was like, okay, cool. I'm just running from the room to the kitchen to go and get my food and run back. So I'm not going to go and put my shoes on because I left like my my morning shoes at my house. And um, true as could be, as I come back to the room and I sit down, here's this baby scorpion like just sitting on the carpet. And I was like, what? 
You were not kidding. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah um, but... I think I might have a heart attack. That happened to me, I'm gonna be honest. Really? Um, like, so, oh, I remember from as a kid again. Um, we, oh, my, no. we were all watching family TV together. Um, and I think we were on like a couch bed or something to that effect. Um, and there was a massive rain spider on the ceiling above us. <laughs> so my father was just like, oh, I'm gonna quickly just knock it off with a broom. I promise you, it's like a movie. This thing falls straight on my brother's face. And then you just hear screaming. <laughs> this kid's gone. <laughs> I'm out of yeah, so I've abandoned him. My brother's dead to me. <laughs> I never saw him. <laughs> Yo, the rain spiders are massive. They're so scary looking. They're, I, they apparently aren't hurt you or anything, but like, yo. Yeah, they, they're harmless, oh. but they're massive, so they instill you with fear. <laughs> I, just, I don't do spiders. I just, mm, not for me. You would have died, well, quite literally, actually. Um, so my car went in for repairs. It was in an accident at the time, but it's a story for another day, which I'll catch you two up about. But anyway, went in for repairs and stuff. And so we got a courtesy car from uh, my insurance and things because they're nice like that. No, it's premiums. And um, I think it was by the time that we changed the car third time, we get this car back and it's driving quite well and everything. We're on the highway going to fetch my dad. And does a spider not crawl out? and across the windscreen on the inside of the car while we're <laughs> on the highway oh no like literally my mom she was like Dude, look what's that and i was like oh my god just a spider i i just sat there and i was like the spider went it went across like it was coming towards me and if <laughs> anyone w knows me when it comes to insects in general things like biting me and so when things come towards me ever i like freak out on my feet but there's nowhere to escape. I'm trapped in a moving vehicle. And then the spider hides back up in there. And like, it only decides to visit us much, much later again. And then it, there was a family of spiders living in there. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that, that comment resonates with me, though. I'm going to be honest with you. That one comment there. You would because, literally die. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the one part where she's like, they like biting me. Because if mosquitoes have any hatred reason, it's because they think I'm damn delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so annoying. I will literally be eaten alive, and people all around me will be like, "Oh, I got like one bite." I'm there being literally consumed in front of them. Just terrible. I can't deal. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's I'm, beautiful. Hate mosquitoes. But um, uh, yeah, the, the biggest thing is it's, it's one of those weird things like servants with spiders. I don't want them near me. I will. I just. I want you to go away. I'm not gonna hurt you. I don't like killing things if I can avoid it. But like. Oh, man just just go away in peace just like don't fight back just, just leave <laughs> like uh, i remember uh, my mother had this mess also another massive rain spider in her bedroom and i was like oh, fuck, okay i'll go get it mom so i go climb on the stool or whatever put a glass over it a massive cup or a bowl or whatever yeah and i get a this piece of paper and i grab it i kind of am holding this thing now <laughs> i tried to let it out in the front garden so i'm like open this thing and the thing was like i like you know, you separate the two halves and you're like, hey, yeah. I go. But then the thing like climbs into the glass and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what do I so do now? I like yeah, shake yeah, it. Yeah. I shake it. <laughs> and I think this thing jumps on my foot and starts climbing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that is where you get Michael at his least manly point. <laughs> when there's something flying up his leg, up to, trying to get up his shorts or something. <laughs> No. I now now that you mention it, I oh, wonder so through how many households a rain spider would go on 
in like one of those days because people typically in in our in well from what i know people typically don't try to kill those because they know like it's a rain spider so then what usually will happen is somebody catches it and then throws it into the neighbor's yard <laughs> <laughs> so then it probably goes into the neighbor's house then and then the same thing repeats so i wonder on average how many houses does a rain spider go through for its life before it eventually gets squashed by someone <laughs> These are these are big questions for the universe and everything. If you know the answer, yeah. comment down I'm below. You won't know the answer. Life. They just want a home, and everyone keeps kicking them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty rough. But uh, yeah, either way, we do have to start trapping up. Yeah. Um, it's uh, unfortunately get a do. How did I ever survive working in a pet store? Yeah, geez. Uh, so, wait, before you before you go, could you tell us what what was going on with all the? beautiful birds that you sent me pictures of that were flying around the thing. Tell them that a little bit there. Oh. I want to hear about them one more time and then we can go. Oh, okay. So the first set, I'll start in reverse. We had like these beautiful um, sun conyers, two of them that were in the store and they were beautiful, beautiful birds. Naughty little... <clears throat> <laughs> Guys, sun conyers will mess up your other birds. Like they make fun of like conyers in general. It's not just sun conyers. They pick and like bite off the, the toes and the feet of other birds so you need to be careful when you have sun conyers or conyers as a whole like just just be careful with them but no we had cockatiels also little <laughs> baby cockatiels and I, I was taught how to hand rear them like feed them and like grow them they're tiny little things yeah. they're precious when they raise properly hand reared properly because then they sit on your shoulder and they make like little sweet little chirp chirp sounds and things but when they start learning how to fly <laughs> those things are full of nonsense as most birds can be yeah. because now they're getting this taste of freedom and um this one bird hopped out from like the feeding box and like looked at me yeeted himself and like just started nesting in my hair like <laughs> like for what so i have a picture of that which is very cute and then this other bird um from the same little batch went and like hops off and i'm like okay cool sit on my shoulder let's walk and he's like, mm, I don't like this. He gone. <laughs> I don't know how he flew that high because his wings were clipped. So for safety purposes, their clipped wings do grow back. Don't think it's animal cruelty or anything. In fact, it is a lot better for them, um, especially if you're keeping them as pets. You don't want them flying off into danger or anything. Mm. And they don't know outside. So keep them safe. And he went and he just started chilling on like the highest box possible birds love high places so it's expected but i'm like how how did you get that eye up your wings are clipped how did you get there <laughs> yeah. and my favorite part about this story enough. is imagining her oh you got a guest <laughs> my favorite part about this story is imagining uh these two very short girls trying to get this thing off the top of this cabinet <laughs> it's just chilling he's like i'm not coming down oh, i'll see you down there you don't even know how high i think that the walls of the store were like six meters high unbelievable and so they were pretty pretty it was pretty high up so um the one of the workers had to go get a ladder and everything to get them off we eventually got a much taller goal in <laughs> as a casual as well who we helped out mm. with a lot of these things okay but yeah that was the story i wanted to steal out of 2d before it ended uh so yeah <laughs> love animals they're amazing creatures and the world wouldn't be the same without them thanks so much for joining us again today guys uh and i hope everyone has a great one cheerio Cheers, everyone. Remember to like and subscribe and uh, check out our other channels. They'll be linked down below. Thanks, everyone. Bye.